if you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. So we welcome back Christoph Hess today. Um, Christoph's been with us many times before, and today we're going to talk about straightness. So straightness itself, it seems such a simple word, and of course the horse is straight because it's going in a straight direction, but I think we're going to learn a lot more about the technicalities of straightness to teach us a little bit more about that is Christoph Hess. How are you tonight, or this morning, Christoph? Yeah, thank you very much indeed for this question, Dennis. Yes, I'm fine. It's really it's the early morning of the German time. It's uh, just six minutes past 8 a.m. And, um, yeah, we have summer. We have good weather because we had a lot of rain uh, the last months, I would say, or days or weeks. And this is very good because we had very, very dry years. I think the last six, eight years, very, very dry, not as dry as in Australia but uh, often very, very dry, and we had a climate change, and therefore we are nowadays happy that it's not as hot as it is, or warm as it is in June, and um, not as dry as it was the last day. Therefore, I'm yeah, in a mental and in a physical balance because of good weather, and uh, yeah, the day starts. Today I have for the um, German Federation in the evening the first seminar, and I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's a seminar. It's not online, first time since more than half a year because we had a quite a strict lockdown. Uh, but now the situation, the COVID-19 situation is a little bit better. It's not perfect, but it's a little bit better. We open the restaurants, the hotels, and, okay, you have to be tested. And many people had her first and uh, some had the second vaccination. Other it runs into the right direction. Um, in Germany, life is, as I wouldn't say, uh, totally fine again as before COVID, but it's going, from my point of view, now into the right direction. Oh, good news then. Good news. Yeah. Christoph, I've asked you today to talk about straightness. Now, a lot of people, because, you know, as I said, we get a wide variety of people from the horse world. So while people will be interested in your talk, some of them will be saying but. Of course, my horse is straight. Yes, my horse is straight. He goes, you know, he goes, the head goes first and then the front legs and the back legs. So he goes straight. But to talk from a judge's point of view and a trainer's point of view, if I said to you, what is straightness? What's the explanation? What can we say about straightness? Well, first of all, thank you very much. And that you don't ask the question, what is straightness in general? Then I would answer I'm not a vet veterinarian. I think veterinarians are more competent to give a clear answer. What is the reason of straightness and how does it work physically? Uh, this is not my responsibility, but I can look from the, and I want to start with the trainer's point of view and then with the judge's point of view. And when I'm looking from the trainer's point of view, I have to say we have no straight horse in the world. The best Grand Prix horse in the world will not be totally straight. That means that uh, straightness is a daily duty which a rider, trainer, coach has to have in mind when they are working with horses on all levels, young ones till uh, old ones, good ones, bad ones, well-trained, bad-trained. 
grassroots level horses till Grand Prix international level horses. So that's the first thing. So therefore, looking from this point of view, it is the duty of judges to realize when they are sitting in their judges' boxes uh, to realize is a horse straight or is a horse not straight. And um, most horses, or many horses, maybe not most, but many horses are not straight uh, on the right hand. Uh, when you are standing at the end of the uh, long side, and this is the explanation what straightness is, and then you see the hind legs more into the arena and the front legs are on the track. So this means that the horse is not straight, the horse is crooked to the right side. Therefore, you can realize this as a trainer when you are standing there. Therefore, it's good when a trainer is often changing his position when he is coaching and training and giving advices to the rider and uh, helps the rider to change his position in the arena or when he's doing it across uh, outside and he has to do it outside so that he has the possibility to, to see the silhouette of the horse. This is important to see yeah, how the stretching of the horse is and when he wants to realize is the horse straight or not, then it's good when he is uh, at the end of the track, for instance, so that he sees the hind leg of the horse and he can realize is the horse straight or is the horse crooked. That's the first thing. And um, although that's, that's a problem. And a rider has to realize it, that this problem has to be fixed every day. And we have later more questions. And then I want to explain what kind of exercises a rider has and how he can feel it and so on. But straightness first is hind legs are into the arena, front legs are on the track to make it very simple. Okay. Now, I don't want to change the subject, but I do want to talk about the training scale. So can you tell us a little bit about the training scale, you know, just the history of the training scale? What, if we talk about the training scale, what do we mean the training scale? Is this the training scale that we should be looking for? You know, who's, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the training scale. So say I've heard nothing about the training scale and you might mention the training scale. What do we mean if we talk about the training scale? Uh, I think the training scale is um, the red line of education and training horses. And it's, uh, I would say, 100 years old. I think originally um, it comes uh, from the cavalry or the cavalry in the old days um, yeah, had written down rules which in the very old days Xenophon, he was the founder of the theory um, how to train horses. And these guys at the military service, they, they had written down everything and uh, wanted to bring everything in rules. And they said, and this is, yeah, you can say the guideline of big gymnastic process of horses. They needed horses for the war and horses which are well-trained so that they had a good rideability or e they are easy to ride for the soldiers. Not all soldiers are good riders, but they needed uh, horses which had a good education and are easygoing and not dangerous for the, the soldiers. And on the other hand, they needed horses which are strong enough 
to do distances without injuries for many days, really true long distances, and so on. So that uh, they are uh, uh, ready for the war. I would say this a little bit, um, thinking into this direction. And the rules which are written down, the scale of training in the, uh, we say, Richtlinien, in the rules, uh, Richtlinien, this are the principles of riding. I think that's the, the, the title, the official title, principles of riding. It's translated into English years, 50 years and longer ago. And this is what I did say earlier. This is the red line, how to train horses. And there is, at the fifth point, the straightness as um, yeah, very important one. And we start when we have in total six different um, yeah, steps, I want to say. Uh, the very first step, what a horse has to learn is uh, rhythm. Horse has to, uh, to find a good rhythm. And rhythm and tempo are very close connected in walk, trot, and canter. A good rhythm and a good regularity. That's the first thing. And a horse which is not in rhythm, has not a clear regularity in all three gates, uh, will never survive when they have to do long distances. Or now in the sport, these horses will be lame after a couple of weeks when they are trained without being in rhythm. And the second thing is the relaxation. The, uh, the Americans say relaxation, and we others, I think, supperness. Um, and this is very important, that the horses are able to use their whole body with relaxation, not with tension. And when I say relaxation and tension, I mean the mental part and I mean the physical part. Both parts together have to be relaxed and have to be supple. This is, I think, very, very important to realize this. And then the, the third thing is the contact. And the horse which is trained in the right direction will seek the bit, will stretch the whole body into the direction uh, of the bit. And this is um, what a horse has to learn to use his body, her body, looking from the biomechanic point of view in a good way, in an effective way, and in, yeah, looking from the biomechanic point of view, correct way. That's important. With stretching and seeking the bit, this means that the whole body is working. Then the, uh, the fourth point is the impulsion. And horses which have a good impulsion are horses who are able to use their back as a bridge between the hind legs and uh, the front legs. And the bridge is the center of the movement. And when the bridge is swinging, we talk about um, back mover. And when the bridge, either the back is not swinging, we talk about a leg mover. And leg movers are horses which are quite often in clinics of veterinarians because they have orthopedic problems. And horses who are able to use their back with uh, swinging, uh, or in a good swinging, they have less orthopedic problems. They are much better with their using the body in the right way. So, and then the fourth thing is um, straightness. And I said in the beginning that all horses are crooked. So therefore, all horses have to be straight. And a straight horse is a horse which is able to use their body um, in 
yeah, in an effective way, because in this situation, I just want to look to the to the next part of the scale of training, to the the collection and horses, uh, which are not straight, never will be able to be collected in the correct way. Collection is very very important. Um, or for collection, so it's better to start the sentence in this way. For collection, it's important that the horse is straight because when the horse has to carry more weight with the hind legs, a crooked horse never will be able to bring enough weight on the hind legs. Always the hind legs will be sideways. As I said it in the beginning, as an example, the horse is straight on the right hand then the right hind leg will not come under the center of gravity. And this is very important that the hind legs, both hind legs are moving under the center of gravity. And when they are moving under the center of gravity, then they are able to carry more weight. And this is the principle of um, uh, collection that, the horse is carrying more weight with the hind legs, and this only will work from the uh, physics point of view when both hind legs are moving under the horse's body. Therefore, it's so important to have a straight horse and to have this always in mind to straighten the horse. Otherwise, you are not able yeah, to get a really yeah, well-trained horse which is able to come into a good collection so that the trot has cadence, have a good impression, expression, good swinging, and all these criteria which judges love very much. This is not possible when the horse is crooked. Okay. And now I just want to clarify something here because we've got the scale of training and there's six points within the scale of training, but we don't talk about straightness until five. However, you have said that there's no straight horse in the world, but it's something that we should work on every day. So is it because it's not important until number five or because we're working on it every day and it may take that long to get the horse straight prior or straight enough prior to collection? Can you just talk a little bit more about that on why it's so far down the training scale? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy to explain it, or not, not easy, but to explain it in the way I did it. Uh, the first rhythm, then suppleness, then connection, then impulsion, then straightness, and then collection. So that's, that's one way. On the other side, I w would say uh, to answer uh, directly to your question, which is a very good one, your question, uh, it's a little bit like the colors of the rainbow. And maybe this is quite a good picture to understand. Um, uh, the, uh, on one side, the importance of the scale of training. On the other side, how the scale of training is working. And like the colors in the rainbow, which we see sometimes at the horizon, then you see that the colors are coming from blue to green and then to red, uh, that they are uh, yeah, swinging around. And this is a little bit with the scale of training as well. Also, it is not, when I'm explaining this, that you first only have in mind rhythm. But uh, when you start with a young horse, as an example, and then you forget all the other things. No, this is not part of the training scale. A good rider, a good trainer, and a judge as well, 
have the whole time the scale of training in mind. But the very first thing which is important is the rhythm, but still with um, greatness in mind, maybe not with collection, but the very first five steps of the training scale, the rider will have in mind when he starts to train with a three or with a four-year-old horse. So that's very important. So therefore, he will not have, especially when I look to the fifth point of the straightness, he will not have this very special in mind. I would say it is second or third important, but he has it in mind to think about it when he is riding, maybe as an example on the right-hand side, that he thinks, okay, what have I to do? to straighten the horse a little bit. So therefore, I think when you start with the young horse, you have the full scale of training, at least the first five parts in mind, but you are concentrating more, to be honest, to the first three points. And the first three points, uh, rhythm, suppleness, and connection are very close connected. So these are, for me, the most important part which each horse, which each young horse and older horse has to know and has to be trained into this direction. And then the next thing, impulsion and uh, straightness are important, but for a young horse, not as important as rhythm, suppleness and connection. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Look, I think you've explained when you started talking about the colours of the rainbow because my next question was, is straightness important for young horses because it's so far down on the scale of training? But I think you've explained it perfectly, you know, that there are things that are more important, but we don't ignore the straightness. You know, we still need to consider that so that by the time the horse is preparing for collection, they're fairly, fairly straight. Okay. Can we tell, I'm just thinking if we can tell if a horse is straight, because you're saying there's no straight horses in the world. I suppose it's like people, we're right-handed and left-handed. So a little bit like that. So even though, you know, you might do exercises, and I'm thinking of a particular one, you know, like you're right-handed, you go and do things like even cleaning your teeth with your left hand. You know, you do whatever you do with your right hand, you do with your left hand, because if human's not straight, it's a bit hard to get the horse straight. Um, before we even talk about training exercise to help the horse get straight, are there training exercises to help the rider get straight? Because, you know, I'm thinking it's, instead of just asking the horse to be straight, if we're straight first, is, is yeah. there rider exercises for that? Yeah, um, although um, that's absolutely right. It's, it's a, a second or all questions are good and it's a very intelligent questions because I like 
your review very much that you are not just looking to the horse, you are looking uh, to the rider as well. And at the end of the day, you can say the horse is, especially when the horse is trained for a longer time from one rider, the horse is very much the mirror of this, of the way of riding of this rider who had trained this horse. And I think you are totally right that first of all, the rider has to have a good position in the saddle. He has to be sit in the middle of the saddle. He has to swing into the movement of the horse. He has to sit independent and he has to sit as good on the left-hand side and as on the right-hand side. And to be honest, I'm sure that's the background of your question. We have a lot of riders who are not balanced in the saddle. They are crooked themselves in the saddle. And when a rider is crooked, the horse will be crooked as well, or often uh, uh, the crookedness of the horse will be more because of the crookedness of the rider. And um, we have to realize that riders who are crooked in the saddle, as an example, they are riding on the right-hand side and uh, sitting with their seat bone more on the left-hand side. And then often they take their head more to the right-hand side so that they think they are sitting correctly because the center of gravity and uh, the center of uh, now now how to find the no, better to explain it. the center of uh, how to find the balance is between the rider's ears in the head. So therefore, when he is changing the rider or she is changing uh, the position of her or of his head, uh, he thinks or he feels that he is straight in the middle of the uh, horse, and therefore it's it's not good when a horse is ridden for a longer time from a rider who is crooked himself or herself in the saddle. So therefore, back to your question, the first step we have to do is that the rider has to find his natural balance so that he is sitting on both seat bones the similar way and not sitting too much to one side. Because for a horse, it is... Yeah, nearly impossible to be straight when the rider is crooked in the saddle. So therefore, it's it's very good when the rider, not very good, it's it's necessary uh, that the rider starts uh, finding his natural balance in the saddle and how he can find it. I like very much, to be honest, to give a rider, and this is not just for young riders, it is good for all riders, to give them longing lessons so that the rider is able to concentrate into the saddle to find his natural balance. And this is for me very, very important that uh, we give the rider the possibility to do it. And then you give give longing lesson on both hands, uh, put stirrups away, and maybe you use, uh, don't give him the reins as well. Uh, and the horse needs, um, yeah, um, we say, laufasche zügel, you side reins side reins the horse so that the horse has a nice contact between the saddle and um, the bit and the mouse so that the horse is able to use the back to swing over the back. And in this situation, the rider um, with someone who is longing the horse is sitting and tries to find his natural balance in the saddle. And I like very much the exercise that the rider is closing his or her eyes so that he starts to feel very much the horse's movement, so that he 
he or she learns to swing into the horse's movement. And this is for me very, very important that the rider is able to get this feeling. And then the next step is that we can train the horse into the direction to find his or her straightness under the saddle. But thank you for the question. We have to start with the rider to find his balance in a not crooked way. Yeah, yep. I'm just thinking with that, um, the closing the eyes one, I think if a rider hasn't, you know, we, we sort of keep all the safety considerations and everything because there's always a little bit of a risk, but for a rider to ride without their eyes, closing their eyes, sometimes it just gives them a lot more feeling, a lot more. Um, That's it. Yeah, 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 because they're using, they're not using their eyes to sense things. They're having yeah. to use different senses to um, to develop that. Yeah. That's the reason. That's mm-hmm. exactly the reason, right? That they start more to use their feeling, to get a better feeling for their feeling. And that's for me very, very important. And um, maybe as another example, because I know when, when I say, oh, we need longing lessons, and many people say, oh, stupid guy, stop it. But when I look to another sport, and I started a little bit on the low level, uh, playing golf, very low level. In golf, it's normal all over the world that before you go uh, out on the golf course, you you do um, yeah your basic things, and not just as a beginner, the, the very best, the Tiger Woods do it every day. If but he had no injury, but if he is uh, not injured, he has to do it every day to go on the driving range. And this is what I think we have to do more in our sport um, if we use longing lessons, if we close our eyes to get a better feeling. Because when we are horse friends, we, we have always to start uh, become a better rider. And a better rider we become when we are sitting better. And therefore, to find a good position in the saddle is for me the highest goal which we should have when we are true horse friends. And when we love our horses, we have to say we start with us to find a nearly perfect balance and suppleness in the saddle. And longing lessons are very, very helpful. Now, say we've got a horse and um, we're taking the horse and we're working it towards, through the scale of training, to work towards collection. What sort of exercises can we do, training exercises, to assist them to become straighter? Yeah, and I think the very first step is, and this started um, with a young horse, therefore your question, which we had earlier in our interview, um, why is the fifth point, the straightness, so down the bottom of the scale of training? Um, but when I say when we ride a young horse, we have like the, the colors of the rainbow in mind, the straightness. And the very first step is to straighten the horse is to go on a curved line, to ride a circle line and a big circle, uh, more than maybe more than 20 meters. But when you ride not just on a straight line, but on a curved line, you start with a gymnastic process into the direction of straightness. Because uh, the muscles of the outside, when you are on a curved line, are more stretched than uh, the inside one. And when you are riding on the right hand on a circle, 
all the muscles on the left side are more stretched. And when you do it on the left-hand side, you are stretching more uh, the outside muscles uh, are the right muscles. So this means that this stretching process will help the horse when the horse is crooked on the right hand, other, uh, when you ride on the right hand, and then the hind legs are uh, into the arena. Uh, therefore, it's good when you ride quite often on the left-hand side on a circle, and in the German language, we say gerade richtende Biegearbeit. Also we, we use the curved line to straighten the horse. And therefore, it's very good for horses who are crooked on the right-hand side to ride them left-hand on a curved line, or on a circle line, and later on on a volte to straighten these horses. This is the easiest way to straighten the horse, and it's the very first step into the direction of straightness when you are riding a crooked horse. We've certainly sort of talked a bit about straightness, and I think you've cleared up a few things. Is there anything else that we need to talk about before we finish? You know, any things that you think we really need to cover this in this subject of straightness of the horse? Maybe I, I can add another, and this is maybe uh, for riders who are on a higher level, um, uh, yeah, the most important exercise, how to straighten a horse. When, when you had asked me how to start the process of straightness with the young horse, I said, uh, you have to ride uh, circles and curved lines. But when the horse is a little bit trained on a little bit higher level, maybe after half a year, one year of training, then you should start to ride the horse with the movement or in the movement shoulder in shoulder in front and then later on shoulder in. This is for me the, the mother movement which helps the horse to find a perfect balance and a good straightness. This is what I, I would advise to do it with horses to straighten them. This is for me very, very important that we are able to do this and to realize it. And before we are able to ride uh, shoulder in, we should do leg yielding that's an excellent exercise so that the horse will uh, accept the sideways um, legs of the rider, the, the leg aids of the rider. And if he's able to, um, um, to accept it, then you're able uh, to ask for shoulder in. And this is for me the 10.0 exercise for straightness or to straighten the horse. This is one thing I want to add. And the second thing is we have to realize that a horse has to be straight on the curved line as well. Although when a judge is writing as a comment, uh, when the rider is, as an example, on the right hand, uh, riding a volte, and um, the hindquarters are out, then the judge will write, your horse is not straight. And then the rider will say, oh, stupid judge, on the curved line, my horse can't be straight. But looking from this point of view, what we had discussed now the last nearly 40 minutes, we have to realize that, um, and this is maybe a, an important sentence, that uh, hind legs are in the direction of front legs, but important is that the hind legs are first and then the front legs. Although when a horse is straight, you have to bring the front legs in front of the hind legs. This is the principle 
which every rider has to realize when he is training his horses on a straight line and on a curved line. So therefore, uh, we have to realize that we can have a crooked horse on a straight line and on a curved line, and we can have a straight horse on a straight line and on a curved line as well. And that's a goal that we have a straight horse on a straight line and on a curved line. And now I want to add on both hands, on right hand and on left hand. And this is a true challenge for all riders, trainers and coaches. And I think also too, um, Christoph, you know, we, we talk in quite a fair bit of depth about leg yielding and shoulder in in the previous episode. Yes. So I think yes. if people would like to go back and listen to those episodes as well, just yes. to get a bit more detail on these types of exercises that are going to help with the straightness. Yeah. All right. Again, Christoph, wonderful talking to you. I think, you know, so much knowledge in your, you know, years or your life with horses. I, I love chatting to you and um, certainly welcome you back again. I'm sure we'll think of something very good to talk about. So thank you again for coming. Now, people would like to contact you, Christoph. Of course, they're your details are at the bottom of your pages on Horse Chats, so that's horsechats.com. But if they'd like to contact you directly, how's the best way for that? Although they, I have a homepage. They can contact me. Uh, there's my phone number. There is my email address. I like very much to get a uh, WhatsApp chat because then I can answer with a voice um, message. And um, if you want to write me uh an email, you can do it as well. Also, I'm flexible in all directions and I love to help. And if someone needs help, someone wants to ask a question, this person shouldn't hesitate to contact me. Now, Christoph, the lessons, you're still doing some lessons online? Yes, I do still. Yes, yes, okay. I do. And we, I've got to mm -hmm. tell you, we had, and you probably already heard one of our local riders, Rhiannon, um, first test on, a, on her horse. Yes. 82.7% and won the class. <laughs> Lovely. Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so she's very happy, of course. And, um, yes. You yes, know, obviously, yes. great testament to your training. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy. And another student uh, in Sydney, I don't know whether she came through your channel. She um, she is riding on, yeah, I think, fourth level in America, mm -hmm. you would say. Uh, fourth level and uh, PSG, also she is close to PSG. Yep. She's on a good way. And another lady had asked me, uh, she had a, um, I think she is in, living in, in Queensland, so therefore I'm quite happy helping these. And But we didn't start. She had just asked for me. Also I give online lessons. Also if there's someone who wants an online lesson, this can work with me, yes. Okay. All right then, Christoph, we'll, uh, we'll um, look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you very much for today. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you much. Take care. All the best. Stay healthy. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below. 